0: I'm Tracy Koga with something short and fun. This is a Hugh Soundbite. Aisha, it is so good to see you again in person. This has been, I think, probably a year we'll never forget, but here we are sitting in the beautiful Canadian Museum for Human Rights. And I guess my first question is. Let's talk about the journey that you have been on since
1: August of 2020. Well, it's been a journey. It will continue to be a journey, but I have to say it's been pretty amazing. Um, I started in in mid-August of last year at the museum. I came in at a difficult time. Uh, The whole world was reckoning with issues of racism, systemic discrimination, and then I had the very I had the task of looking inwards at this organization that I was joining to see, you know, what were we going to do about it? Um, and it's been, you know, it's not something you take pleasure in saying it's been amazing, but it has been good learning for me. Um, it's been pretty inspiring to see people really committed to the issues um, of human rights, of equity, which is exactly what I've seen. Um, and learning to work together. And then there's all the fun stuff about being in a new workplace and getting to know people and finding people you trust and and learning about all the amazing things that we're here to do. So um, it's going to be <laughs> a journey, but I, I always expected it would be. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, creating you know a world where we treat each other the way we wanna be treated isn't something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. And that's what this museum is dedicated to. And looking inwards and thinking about how we're going to model that within our workplace mm-hmm. for others is, uh, it's tough work, but it's good.
0: Yeah, so I know it is. And, you know, there are other organizations that are doing the same thing. And it seems to be, uh, you know, more so in the museums and the art galleries where they're really, again, looking at themselves within and because this is the museum for human rights what have you learned besides you know working with your staff and everything like that but what have you learned personally being here and what is truly important to you now
1: so i've learned many things um, but i think uh, one of the most important lessons i've had is that i used to do human rights seminars and presentations and talk to workplaces that were having these kinds of issues. Um, and now I have to kind of turn it on myself and do all the things that I would talk about doing, which is check your own bias, you know, step back and take a trauma-informed approach sometimes. People have their stories. They come to the table with all of their own experiences, which then influence how they work. Um, so it's been good learning for me. Um, mm-hmm. I feel a real spotlight uh, on the museum, but in some ways on me. And I think I've, I've um, given myself a bit of permission that I knew this, but I remind myself one person isn't going to, to change a workplace. One person isn't going to um, end racism. Are we going to end racism? I don't know, but we're going to work pretty hard towards it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And now you've got some new galleries open and there are people coming in and we did talk about this place is so cavernous. I mean you could have 250 or 500 and it would still not be full. Um, The galleries that you brought in are so interesting and so timely. What was it in your mind to bring artism and the witness blanket at this particular time to the museum? I think
1: um, if you look around, we're, we're at this point in time and maybe the pandemic creates a pause for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe it amplifies inequities. Well, I know that it amplifies inequities that are already there. But I think um, society as a whole is really thinking about who are we? Um, where did we come from, how did we get here, and why do we still have these systemic issues that we do in terms of discrimination and racism and oppression. So those two exhibits, um, they're pretty beautiful because they're really pure. They're about the power of art. They're about how art can move people. But what underlies them are stories of genocide and of um, people whose rights have been Infringed and struggle and, and harm, um, but there's this positive thread throughout, which is that you can do something about it, right? So the stories and artivism—they show how people they stood up in these um, very difficult situations of you know mass atrocities, and they stood up. You know they found it within themselves. You look at the Witness Blanket, which tells the stories. Of Indian residential schools and you know the the pieces, 800 pieces from across uh, that gathered from across the country from the sites of those schools and churches and, and government institutions. And what's the thread? I mean, the thread is resilience. Um, it's the power to move uh, move your own soul, but also someone else's. And I think at the end of the day, that's what underlies human rights. Right? It's mm-hmm. it's that those things about us that are the core of who we are as humans. And it, it's been pretty exciting to to bring them in now. And, and I know it's it's not ideal times. People will come when it's safe to do so. Um, and those that come, I know, feel safe. It's big and safe. Lots of mm-hmm. things have been done to ensure that the exhibits themselves are um, were, were developed with safety in mind for the visitor. Um, But it's pretty incredible to see how people Mm -hmm. react. Well, I I
0: think that is the main part, is that the museum creates emotions. And just thinking that here we are in Winnipeg. You're born and raised in Winnipeg. We have this national institution here. How can we get more people to understand? Because you had mentioned, too, it's the stories that people tell, and we all have a story. And yet there's so much darkness out there.
1: how would, wh- what would you say? I would to your say, neighbors? yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's um, when I think about this place, and I think what attracted me to want to come and work at the museum, it's I saw this really immense potential to move people, mm-hmm. um, and I don't mean just make them sad. I mean make them do something, um, and I think we all want that. Mm-hmm you need to be touched in order to be inspired. Um, And so I never thought I'd work at a museum, Um, but I do. And what I can see is it's the power of human rights education. It's Mm -hmm. how we and how do we educate? How do we ensure that we don't do the things that we've done Mm -hmm. in the past? We do it by inspiring people to feel differently about other humans. Um, So 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 that's, that's what I see is probably the most powerful part of what we do here.
0: And you do have a daughter, and in this day and age now, I mean, the power of, for women uh, to move forward, to dream, to be anything they want to be, and yet here we see so many oppressed all over the world. I, I'm, how would you explain it to your daughter, and, and what would be your wish for your daughter to move forward? as, you know, you pass on your torch of wisdom for human
1: rights? So, and I actually have three daughters. Oh, okay. yeah. I only saw um, one. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I say that because they're all different and they receive the information in different ways. Um, but, I, w- you know, what I've always said is I want them to be confident. Mm-hmm. I want them to go out into the world and, you know, do a- feel that they can do anything that they want to do. What I realize as I as I get older and through the work that I do is that confidence comes from that sense of worth that you have about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the core of human rights, right? Is treating others with worth and dignity. And so when I when I talk to them about it's tough out there, you're young women, you're of color, you're women, you're, you know, you, you need to be able to love who you want to love, express yourself the way you wish, practice as you want. And I can say all those things to them, and they, they get it, they want those <laughs> things. I, I also want them prepared for what the world has in store for them. And it, it's, there's lots of good, mm-hmm. but there will be challenges. And the only way I think they'll get through them is that if we start to think differently, um, but, you know, ultimately, they're the ones who give you hope, right? You hear yeah. them talk with their friends, you hear them, hear them analyze issues in a different way, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me think, okay, <laughs> we're, we're okay, <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Oh,
0: and that's, that's so important. And I guess moving on into the future, once we get over this pandemic, we can walk freely and enjoy the museum. What are your hopes and
1: goals? I hope that this museum is a place in our community that people see themselves. I hope that it is uh, filled with people who come here to spend time, to learn. Um, I hope it's a community space because I think that when we bring people together and not just because they came to see a specific exhibit but because it's the kind of place that inspires them to think about about rights, about other people, about how um, we want to, to live together, um, I think we'll have sort of done our job. And so I think we're well on our way. I know we have work to do, but I hope, that's where I hope we get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm certain we will. And I guess to end it, it might've been something that you said in an article, this is the Canadian Museum for human
1: rights not of human rights exactly this is this is that is a very purposeful choice in the name Um, and it is a place where people come to to learn but um, to take a stand right as Mm -hmm. you learn you learn also how to take a stand for what you believe in and um, there's a place for everyone here this is a place for you to come. I know everyone's at a different place in that journey and some people aren't even ready to think about what is that journey. Um, but I know that when people come in their own way, they'll begin to move, move along the way. And, and that's all. I think that's all we want.
0: Well, thank you so much, Aisha. We'll be all following you <laughs> <laughs> as we join the movement to make not only Winnipeg, but the whole world a better place. And we'll start right here with the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening. This has been a production of I Like podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company.